Hello and welcome to episode 147 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Not bad man, not bad. Good, good. We have a lot of exciting stuff to get through this week. Uh, oh boy. Of course, the name of the show, we will be discussing Black Mirror Season 5. Um, What's this, our third Black Mirror special? Uh, it's, I th- yeah, well, we did uh, technically our fourth, right? Because we did Season 3, we did Season 4, oh, yeah, we and did we did Bandersnatch. Three. Was that yeah. like, uh, that's a very that was, deep I, in the archive. I think it was episode it? 33. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no longer online, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, may it be or resurface sometime in the future, but... Um, yeah, so we're kind of we've done all of these since it, it arrived on Netflix, which is pretty awesome. Um, and yeah, we was very excited to talk about this. Obviously, only three episodes this time, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, hopefully people have checked out. It's been out for a good little while now, hasn't it? For at least a few weeks. Yeah, um, we'll be going spoilery. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, first we do have some very exciting news and a kind of very interesting hype train update as well. So stay tuned for that Ooh. one. Um, but first we have to start with the lead story. Um, and I'm not even trolling this week. Um, because <laughs> I, I was trying to think. Is like, is there any dumb like Bruce Campbell thing I can quickly insert here off the top of my head? There always is, right? Yeah, um, I, I was going to come up with something Terminator related. Yeah, God damn it, Terminator. Um, but no, actually something cool and exciting happened. The first trailer for dr sleep just randomly dropped out of nowhere Um, yes which yeah the movie's what like five months away now um and it was very exciting kind of twitter was ablaze with it and it was a much like i was expecting the teaser trailer um we got a full-on trailer well obviously like you know we we were teased for months for 30 uh for free from hell yeah trailer and then we got a 30 second cock tease and then this just <laughs> drops out of nowhere and we get a like three minute theatrical yeah and it's I like, think, like oh. all this stuff about the shining so um obviously this Flanagan, is... man he's just <laughs> you know he is fire yeah he really is so yeah we've ob- we're going to talk about the trailer now so if you don't want to know anything about the doctor sleep trailer or anything like mm full spoiler alert i guess for a trailer um <laughs> but yeah i guess before this is we the get... world we live in guys <laughs> yeah um full i got spoiler some... alert for a trailer there was some interesting quotes that came out from mike after this so we'll get to that afterwards but first obviously i guess we probably talked about it before i was gonna say like what are your excitement levels for it we obviously know we're very excited um mm. you, did you did you did you listen to the audiobook of dr sleep um well basically this trailer dropped and we both got broken in different ways you went and watched the shining straight <laughs> yeah. away and i jumped straight into the audiobook nice i, I really want to like, do that i was just like i i can't wait man but I you've listened you've listened to the shining haven't you um i read the shining right okay cool. yeah um and then and then yeah i'm kind of a few hours into um dr sleep and is it's it, is it a big one no it's it's probably 18 hours oh okay it's not too bad it's not too bad um and it's interesting because i wasn't really sure how kind of when when dr sleep first came out and they said it was like the sequel to the shining and everything else Mm. i kind of got the impression that it was going to be yes it was going to be danny but it was going to be very it was going to be very different danny and kind of a a grown-up danny that's kind of moved on and and then other stuff happens which obviously he has moved on and other stuff is happening, but it's so referential to The Shining. Um, there's Are you talking about the audiobook? The audiobook, yeah. yeah. So kind of, you know, I'm not going to go into spoilers too much, but it, but it really does kind of bring into it, and, and where the book begins is super interesting. It wasn't what I expected as well. Um, mm. I'll be really interested to see the opening of this film now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I'm, I'm really glad that I am checking this out because... Um, 
obviously like with the shining and kind of the differences that were done like it'll be interesting to know that going into this movie but um obviously this this going into the trailer like i cannot believe they gave us as much as they gave us Mm. all of the all of the kind of reimagined shining uh kind of footage that we got was just like what Mm. like how if you're giving this to us now what the hell have you got in store for us by the end yeah i really wonder because like other than them showing some sort of jack nicholson because there's none of him obviously his Mm. character in the trailer um it was yeah they show you everything you know they show you the red rum on the door they show you the broken door um we don't see do we see the we don't see the twins at any point do we i no you see him you see danny on the tricycle yeah we see the blood corridor um yeah so we see, and obviously we don't see his mom either in the trailer, which is nope. interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, like it was, it was a really cool trailer. Like I really liked it, and I was really surprised. Obviously, I've 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 seen The Shining plenty of times. I've not read any of the books, um, so I'm aware of obviously the concept of Doctor Sleep. I don't really know what it's about, and I, I wasn't expecting it to be this much to do with The Shining in in mm. regards to the trailer, anyway. Um, because obviously knowing about King's background with, with how much he obviously doesn't like the movie, um, Stanley Kubrick's classic. And so seeing this trailer, which, you know, is so, this is a trailer to the sequel to the Shining. Like this is what yeah. they're selling with so many, like they're trying to get you with the fan service so much. I'm, I'm really wondering what this movie is going to be like, um, which we're, we're going to get to some Mike Flanagan quotes, which are really fascinating because one of the, yeah, go. One of the things I was going to say was, you know, obviously at the end of The Shining, the hotel's mm. still standing, right? I believe so. Yeah, because because obviously, because yeah, the book... so yeah, it's just like she's left with Danny. Like she manages to get into yeah. the snowmobile that the guy arrived in, and and um, and Jack's just Jackie frozen. Boy in the... is frozen. And yeah. then obviously, then we zoom in on the the slow photo from like nineteen twenty one, yeah. and that's how it ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, that's the so different standing. to the book because mm-hmm. the hotel it blows up. And right, that's kind of. <laughs> Um, you know, part of Danny trying to move on mm. is is the fact that he's like the hotel is gone, like it's blown up. But the fact that the hotel is tangibly still there in Kubrick Shining, like yeah. it's it's interesting how Flanagan is going to blend in. Obviously, given a sequel to The Shining that we know on screen, but also staying true to the source material of the book that, yeah. that kind of references a lot about mm. things that weren't in the movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> Because kind of um, Dick Halloran as well is um, still alive at the end of the book. Yeah. And uh, kind of, you know, yeah, <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> so that's something. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting which way he goes with it. Like, you know, I think I think he's going to have to change some things from what Kubrick did. He's obviously going to use some imagery, but he's going to have to. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting because a lot of people aren't going to know the book. Um, hmm. Whether he, I mean, it could be missed out. That uh, there are ways around things, you know. But especially with Danny being able to do the shine in and see dead people, yeah. Like, obviously um, it can be worked around okay. But yeah, he, he's definitely got a job on his hands. Definitely watching the trailer, it was kind of apparent to me that it looked like all of those scenes involving him and the Overlook seemed very dreamlike and very yeah. kind of like this. These are visions; these aren't actually happening. Yeah, well, there so are wonder, a lot of visions and dream sequences, right? So I wondered if that's the way he's kind of backdooring it. Of like, I'm still going to tell the story of Doctor Sleep, but then I'm going to add in my own because, like, there could be a case of you know he's dreaming a version where the guy didn't die or he did die, you know, stuff like that. So you can kind of I feel like you could get around the changes. Maybe the hotel did. What if burn the down, stuff? What about if the stuff he shows us? 
is, you know, Kubrick shining, but then he has also got the hotel blowing up and that's all new stuff. That's what I mean. Like, reworking, so like it's going to be really interesting. So getting into yeah. some of these quotes, cause this is fascinating. Um, this, so again, like a, a semi spoiler alert, cause he is talking about Dr. Sleep and the shining. Um, mm-hmm. but he tries not to spoil it anyway, he says, um, but he, yeah, this was a Q and a that he kind of posted. Someone did after straight after the, um, uh, the trailer dropped and um, bloody disgusting kind of compiled a lot of these quotes, but it wasn't with them, the Q and a, mm. um, but they basically said, like, I think the question was asked to him, you know, what is this? You know, is it a sequel to this? Is it a sequel to that? And he said, like, it's really complicated. Um, it's an adaptation of the novel, which is Stephen King's sequel to the novel, but also very much uh, exists within the same cinematic universe that Kubrick established. Obviously, we can mm. tell that from the trailer. Um, and he basically goes on to say that he wanted to please both sides. Um, yeah. Very much wants it to be an adaptation of the book and also a cinematic sequel. Um, he goes on to say that uh, he basically spoke to Stephen King and he also spoke to the Kubrick estate and he and he very much wanted them to both be happy um, yeah. and he says that they are um, with the final cut of the movie which I find to be fascinating um, because that, that's kind of the most interesting part of this because I just don't King's loving could... all of his movies right now man. I was going like, to say they're making some serious cash he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's golden with pet yeah. <laughs> exactly and everything else like it's going to be another insane year for him but um, yeah that, that to me is the most fascinating part of this I feel like he's got an insane task uh, first mm. and foremost to try and do that but like I say I feel like the dream stuff is maybe where you're going to get around that um, he then goes on to say and this was kind of really interesting the first time you watch it he says that um uh the, the the footage you've seen today and the iconic iconic imagery on the screen isn't taken from the kubrick film i know there's only one shot in the trailer you saw that's actually his footage and that's the shot of the bloody elevators everything else is us everything else is our own recreation mm-hmm. um which yeah obviously having now just watched the movie after it and then going back and watching the trailer yeah it's it's, it's obvious you know there's they are these slight differences you can tell it's not you know the young danny in the trailer um but it's weird when you watch that trailer, isn't it? Where you're like, wow, they've mm. really done a great job of, you know, there's the carpet, there's the room 237, which yeah, exactly. is still room 237, because, uh, of course, it wasn't in the book. Um, so, yeah, that all that stuff's really interesting. Um, mm. th- this next one, he says... To be fair, they had, it, they had it all for Ready Player One. Like, I was going to say, yeah, did, did you just bring up Steven and be like, can I borrow your uh, set? And he was like, it was all yeah. CGI, mate. Um, yeah, like, sorry, bro. <laughs> um, he, he, talk, he goes on to talk about jump scares. And I just found this really interesting. He's, he's saying that, um, basically, if you said to someone, what's your favorite jump scare in The Shining? There isn't one. Mm. The same is true here. We used a lot of lessons that Kubrick taught us about how to do a psychological thriller. Um, so it's more about the atmosphere and he says mm. uh so in light of that we've been very careful not to make the kind of moon- movie that those audiences would expect yeah um well that that is super interesting especially when you talk dream sequences and you talk yeah. about movies we've seen this year because we've had a massive problem with those two things dream yeah. sequences and, and unnecessarily jump scares the amount of times that a character is obviously in a dream mm. and then you get a dumb jump scare to wake them from it and like i say only a f- only kind of maybe a I don't know, a quarter into Doctor Sleep um, right now. Like, it, it definitely goes along those shining lines. You know, you think of the lady in the bathtub in The Shining, mm. and, like, as she slowly gets out and then walks towards Danny and he shuts the door, that is terrifying. In the book, it, it, it was one of the most uh, kind of, like, terrifying experiences I've ever had reading, like, horror. Mm. Um and none of that is jump scary. You know, it's all just building momentum and tension and kind of definitely Dr. Sleep from what I've kind of, you know, what I've um, got into so far is the same as that. And yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have any sort of jump scare in it. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be fascinating because him saying, you know, there isn't any, I'm like, okay, like, I'm going to remember that because, yeah, we love Mike Flanagan, but his movies and his TV show is filled with jump scares. Um, And so I'd be very surprised if there isn't any. Um, Even watching the trailer, there's a a couple of things where I'm like, that could maybe be considered a jump scare. But um, yeah, we shall see on that one. Um, Just the last one was a bit funny where he talked about a lot of the conspiracies about obviously The Shining um, with with a lot of the, like the weird moon landing stuff and all that weird things that kind of attached itself to that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. I like it because he just says, he says not to be overly spoilery, but at least one major announcement by NASA in the past year is something that I have faked. And this is my confession for that. Let me know what you think it is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was just like, what? What do you mean a major announcement by NASA? Like, I don't know if anyone's looked this up and found I, out I, what it is. I was going to say, the thing is, how many major announcements by NASA can you name? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is he going on about? I know. I'm just like... Well, you know, fair play, man. But I like it. Like, yeah, it's like he seems to be having a great time. And obviously, I'm super yeah. pumped for this movie. He's on but... another level right now. Like, he mm. can do what he wants. Like we're yeah. going to be down for whatever he brings out yeah and it's surprisingly soon like uh, you know this is, is there's a lot of big films coming out this year and this is one of them um but yeah very very exciting um this this next news story is is came out of nowhere and this is pretty cool as well actually that kind of Bloomhouse um announced in the last week that they will be releasing another remake of black christmas um mm. later this year in fact um friday yep. the 13th of december is coming yeah. out slow um, down for that yeah it's cool like i was not expecting like i love the original and i i do really like the remake as well i think it's a really fun movie um yeah i don't i like both yeah and yeah i was not expecting this and the fact that it's you know it's like they just uh, you know shadow dropped it. it seems like they filmed it a while ago and no one really knew anything about it um they get the small things right like releasing it when they're releasing it is great you know obviously releasing it in december yeah, i, I love that really it's friday the 13th you know have another anna and apocalypse on our hands yeah and it's just like I, I just i always think back to the fact that both rob zombies halloween movies came out in august and i'm just like yeah. what the fuck were people doing back in the day why would you release a halloween movie <laughs> in august, august. <laughs> like it's like black christmas see it this september it's like no it's not close enough release it in december um <laughs> So yeah, this is cool. We only really have like a poster and that and the announcement itself. Um, it's all I need. Yeah, it's cool. I'm excited. Like I say, when yeah. December's always slow for us. We're finding new releases. So I'm, it's cool yeah. that we have like a big uh, cinema release to look forward to. Definitely, man. Um, but yeah, and then just a couple of little updates before we get into our hype train um, update. The, the we talked about it last week. That um, I think it was last week. That the so the uh, Joe Hill's Nosferatu, the TV adaptation, had just started. Yeah. Um, was on AMC in America. Um, I wanted to give people a little update because. I was not aware of this until I started looking into it um, because I was obviously like, oh, you know, I'm really excited for the show. And, you know, waiting one a week is just I really want to like binge watch a show like this. Mm. Um, it turns out that if you sign up to the AMC premiere thing, they do this thing where they basically have done the Netflix model as well. Nice. So like their digital streaming platforms, you can just watch the entire first season now, all 10 episodes, um, as well as it, I think it airs every Sunday on their actual channel in the US as well. Um which, yeah, is a great workaround. Obviously, I can't imagine they do that for many other shows like The Walking mm. Dead, do they? Because otherwise there'd be spoilers everywhere. No, I think it's just these major big, uh, th- these smaller shows that they can get away with and kind of yeah. try to adopt a Netflix model with, with their own streaming platform. And yeah, it's cool that they've done something like this. I'm surprised that like Ash vs. Evil Dead was never given this sort of treatment. Yeah, for uh, sure. Those sort of short of sort of shows, you know, Twilight Zone even, mm. you know, and those, you know, but yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, like, so this is fantastic. We'll be checking it out soon, hopefully. 
yeah so it's obviously it's out there now like i cannot wait we've discussed it before and we'll discuss it in the future we're both huge fans of this book um yeah so so yeah we will be we'll try and do something to do with this uh this tv series in the near future but let people know that you can watch all 10 episodes right now cannot wait do it um and then last but not least there is a fright fest announcement happening very soon Um, oh yes as of recording in the next couple of days um ahead of the kind of full lineup in a couple of weeks yeah what's that first of july it's around something then, like first that. or third, something like that. Yeah. Right at the Beginning start of the month, kind of mm. when tickets go on sale. They will be announcing the full lineup for, of course, the 20th anniversary of this year of Fright Fest, which I cannot yeah. wait for. I'm so excited. Um, but kind of uh but ahead of that they are announcing the opening and closing movies um which of course we've only been following for for the last few years but i don't remember them doing this prior to this i don't remember them doing this either but you know the trailer's now dropped people (laughs) want to know when this movie's coming out yeah it just seems like it's lining up doesn't it and like i would be surprised if it's honestly not there at this point um like I'm so excited for Fight Fest regardless, so I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket. Oh yeah, be we've been hyping it up way too much, but at this point, it's too funny not to because the planets are seriously aligning. Yeah. So basically, that's awesome. But this goes into the hype train update for this week. Um, yeah. Shortly after the trailer or the teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it, last week dropped. Um, Rob took to his Facebook this time, not his Instagram, what? Um, to answer five simple questions regarding Free from Hell um with some very short answers so are you are you are you interested have you seen any of this no i'm strapped in i'm ready to go <laughs> first question is spalding in the movie <laughs> weird question because he's in the yeah. trailer um yeah. my he's kind of initial yes yeah i was gonna say my like, you how know... much is spalding in the movie exactly there's speculation uh, there question that is a burned question yeah so the answer to that is he says yes of course he is um yeah. <laughs> which yeah i could have told you that watch the trailer yeah. he's in it move on um second and all the promotional footage beforehand <laughs> when does the movie take place which is an interesting one he yeah. says immediately following rejects okay that's so, interesting. Yeah. Third one. How do they survive? Oh boy. He says, "Well, you have to see the film for that answer." Yeah, fair play. So I love that he he's aware of that. That sounds like that's not going to be spoiled in a future trailer. Let's see if it does. Um, yeah. But it sounds like that's something he wants to keep for the reveal in the movie, which I'm super yeah. down for. I really hope. Don't we don't know that. <laughs> I really hope we don't know that going in. Um, that's like the one thing that I want to not know about this movie. So, so Doctor Satan. Um. Next one, when is it coming out? Fright Fest. He answers, the movie will be released uh, in theatres in September. Not sure of the exact release date. Holy shit. So, Fright Fest, end of August, and he is saying the movie's coming out in September. Oh my god, I'm, I'm, I can't, man. I and then can't. the last question, when do we get a longer trailer? He says, <laughs> in July. Which, of course, is when Fright Fest does their main announcements for the festival. <laughs> so just going to put those two new stories together and I'm not going to add anything else about it. No editorializing here. Just going to just going to put that information out there. I, I can't. We've got to move on. I, I'm too hyped. I'm too hyped, man. Uh, it's cool, though. It too was fun hyped. to these questions. Like, yeah, that's yeah. cool. But yeah, I guess like because um, that's kind of the end of the news. The only other mm-hmm. thing to drop in there is that because it's been going on for a little while now, but it's dropped on their store as well. That kind of we we have obviously talked about Arrow loads on this mm. show recently, and they're right in the middle of their ten year anniversary, um, and they've got a crazy deal on right now. That's basically any anything you buy is buy one get one through it free. Mm. Um, so that scales right up to their kind of expensive kind of. Um, 
box sets which yeah, like brand new box sets of. as well which is yeah amazing. exactly like i've i've already just done that finally got my my hands on the house box set which is nice. awesome um and um yeah like it's it's a on it's in stores at hmv it's online it's on their store direct um so yeah like definitely if you've if you've been in the market recently for some arrow goodness then now's the time to jump in mm. Yeah, for sure. Like we, we love Arrow, and it's great to see they had their ten year anniversary. Um, mm. And I'm sure they'll be hopefully sponsoring Fright Fest again this year. So that's cool. Yeah. Oh, they are. That's already been said. Oh, are they? Oh, cool. Yeah, nice. I think all of the promotional stuff it's still called Arrow Fright Fest. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. We'll see. We'll see him there then. Um, yeah. But yeah, should we talk about not this week's film? This week's TV show. Let's do it. Let's talk about Black Mirror season five. So yeah, obviously we're back again with Black Mirror. Obviously we discussed it before. We've, we've talked about it a lot on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Not strictly horror, but we just bloody love it so much. Um, yeah, I've always said it's my it is my favorite show. Like it's it combines so many things I love. I love like modern sci-fi takes. You know anything to do with new technologies. I love all that stuff. I've always said that I want more technological based horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, is why I loved Unfriended Dark Web so much um, and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, like this show has just always been special since it started on Channel 4 when it was this lowly little British show um, about a prime minister doing things with a pig. Um, it was great. Got to be honest, didn't love it at that point. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I, I every time I recommend Black Mirror to someone, I'm yeah. like, probably watch season one, episode one last. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, start with three, one, mm-hmm. and then watch three. And then maybe go forwards or backwards at that point. But I feel like season three is the sweet spot to start. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, but but yeah, like I've I've recommended Black Mirror to people a few times, and then they've come back and been like, uh, "So the pig?" I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> probably not the best place to start." Yeah. But, hey. Listen, it had to start somewhere. Um, True. And now we're here, True. season five. Um, season five. After Bandersnatch, the sort of interactive uh, film. 4.5. 4.5, yeah. It's all over the shop, isn't it? 4.72 like, aren't interactive. Their breakdown with their specials and films. The fact that like Bandersnatch isn't even part of it on Netflix. It's like its own separate thing, which like, yeah. I get because it's interactive, but it is. it annoys me because I always forget that it's even there. Um, but yeah, like three new episodes, obviously, I guess starting yeah. with episode one. Um like yeah this is obviously what the third season on netflix now we had the two full seasons that we discussed um yeah very positive i thought like season three i thought was exceptional um and season four i thought had some really strong points as well and a couple of week episodes definitely um yeah but, but, like, but overall we kind of overall like it's been exceptional and we both pretty much liked bandersnatch as well um like yeah liked yeah it was a idea. cool experiment yeah so going into um, this three episodes um i guess the first one striking vipers yeah striking um, vipers a lot going on in this one obviously yeah, yeah we should say as well i guess full spoiler alert yeah um, i think like we will we will be given kind of a rough synopsis our thoughts on it and then yeah. jumping into spoilers for, on each episode because i this this show is kind of intended for people that have already seen it with it being on netflix and been out for a couple of weeks now yeah and it's like each um, one's self-contained so obviously it's like if you've yeah. not seen a certain episode you can maybe skip past yeah that, you can yeah. skip on a bit yeah um but yeah, kind of striking vipers um, was was probably the one I was most interested in going going into it. It's got like a super cool cast. Mm. Uh, 
you know, Falcon versus, was he Manta? Or yeah, Manta or Manta, yeah. Yeah, Manta or whatever from Aquaman. So you've got Marvel and DC yeah. coming together, so to speak. <laughs> um, it's, and, it really is the crossover we've always wanted, I think. It, re- it really is. <laughs> um, and kind of basically it's, um, Dan- we kind of introduced to kind of Falcon, is it Anthony Mackie? Yeah. Um, his character, Danny. And, um, he's basically, we, we get introduced to him at college where he's kind of sharing a dorm with his best friend, Carl, mm. and kind of his, his, um, girlfriend at the time. Um, and then we kind of skip very, uh, very quickly to him as kind of, um, you know, kind of older, married, got, got a kid and kind of almost having he's having this birthday party and kind of stuck into the routine of life and kind of a little bit bored of things almost and kind of him and his wife are trying for a second child aren't they yeah and he's kind of like right in that kind of you know that that kind of slump of like just normality really and carl comes to visit and kind of um in their days when when we see them kind of in the dorm they're playing like it's pretty much like ps1 tekken (laughs) yeah (laughs) they're playing they're playing a fighting game on like a retro console and then kind of skip to now and um carl has brought him the new version of this fighting game and yes it's in full vr yeah um it's not even vr really is it they say vr but it's yeah it's it's black mirrors heightened vr it's not these shitty headsets that make you want to vomit after 10 minutes this is this is vr as we all want it um it's basically like your consciousness is going to a different reality and then you're in like a essentially an avatar right like yeah yeah i guess so yeah it really is yeah when when you think about it simulate all the feelings like of fighting you know it's like if you get punched in the face you know in that moment you'll feel it but obviously you don't carry any of the injuries outside of the game yeah yeah definitely so it's just kind of like yeah the 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 kind of alternate reality kind of video game in the the you know uh, is kind of being pushed towards but obviously it's nowhere near this and yeah. never will be no um but uh, yeah so kind of um carl and danny jump into the uh the virtual world and start fighting and um basically carl always played as this female character and danny always played as a male character mm. and uh decided why why fight when we can just get it on <laughs> yeah so I, it was so it was yeah, such um, a great reveal like i yeah i should when, have seen it coming but i really didn't <laughs> i really didn't to the last second you know yeah. it's done really well like i kind of joke and gloss over it but like they are fighting and kind of like you know in these fighting games you've got these kind of like overtly sexualized characters mm. kind of um and that they're, they're kind of grappling and you kind of look at them you're like they're kind of getting into this like in a different way and then you're like no they're not are they they are (laughs) oh no they're gonna kiss (laughs) and like it is done so well and kind of um the rest of the episode is them kind of really exploring kind of what that means in the game and what that means for them in the real world as well Mm. uh which is a crazy kind of it just like the second this move that like this show uh, this episode kind of kicked into what it was about, I was like, "God damn it, Black Mirror!" <laughs> I'm like, "You're on such a different level. Like mm. it's it's not fair. Like you you just got this really cool VR concept, and then you've added this whole human element to kind of 
you know, their relationship, Danny's relationship with his wife. You've got them trying for this baby. You've got her feeling left out. Like, there's so many things going on in this episode. Mm. Um, I I absolutely loved the whole goddamn thing. Like, the second it started to the, to the, to the second it ended, like, I was 100% into this and absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I really liked the episode. I didn't love it. I thought it slowed down a lot in the middle. Like, I think I loved the initial introduction to our two leads um, and then getting the reintroduction and obviously throwing Carl back in the situation. And then, yeah, like that moment, the reveal was excellent. Um, I feel like then uh, the, to, to trying to get towards the conclusion, it, it hit a little bit of a kind of stump in the middle where I was kind of like, oh, I don't really know. It, it almost felt like they were filling time a little bit. I, I know that they're trying to let you kind of understand what's really going on and let that see that's the thing i really i really liked it because they you know it it was kind of they had to kind of show that this was kind of like a you know it just happened then it kind of was just a thing that they did when they were on the headsets and then they were like is this a relationship like yeah it's them trying to work out what actually is going on because because the fact that kind of carl is a female character Mm. And, and danny is a male character in this then they're like how do we feel each other about each other in the real real world how mm. do we feel about each other in this game and then like who am i like am i my avatar at this point am i and so i feel like that's why they spent that time on it because i was really into that journey and kind of just like probably more into kind of their journey when they were outside of the reality i feel like they probably could have done the vr stuff a bit quicker once mm. they kind of got it on for the first time, because at that point you just kind of like, you know, that they, you know, they kind of show these scenes where, where they're just kind of spending time together. Yeah. They're just like, like talking together. in the world, just as the avatars, almost like yeah. they just wanted to use them like for the show. Yeah. And it's, but, but that is showing that they, they are developing a relationship. It's mm. not just like they're hopping on and doing it and then hopping off. Like yeah. it's, it's really interesting. And I thought it kind of, like I say, explored something that, that going in, I just thought it was going to be like a cool VR premise. And like what it actually went into, I just thought was mad and like, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. It um, was a really good like Black Mirror version of like experimenting with kind of our take on what is sexuality because mm. like it's not just a it, if you've not seen this episode it's hard to describe because it isn't just a case of right has these two straight men who are friends who have different relationships with different women who then end up having this connection in a game and it's like and the, and the reveal is that they're closet uh gay yeah people. like exactly. it's not that you know it's it's so much more than that it is a case of like um, especially Carl starts getting to the point where like he's still having sex with women in the real world, but it's just not getting him off anymore. And he's well, like, but that sensation that, like, he can't replicate yeah, in the real exactly. world. Exactly. He's getting like this different sensation. Yeah, and exactly. And like Danny clearly loves his wife. Yeah. And like, you know, doesn't want to hurt her, but also has got this conflicting thing going on. And like it brings up the question, like with Danny, like, is he cheating? Like, mm. what does he feel? What does he kind of Warren and 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 obviously by the end of the episode it does explore kind of like what she is willing to accept as well yeah uh, for their relationship which I thought was a really cool ending as well like a really kind of out there ending um, yeah the ending's weird like because like it, it's really weird because I. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about it because it's, I'm really unclear. And I think that's kind of what's good about the episode is it's not black and white. You know, I really don't fully understand what Carl and Danny want from the situation. And I don't mm. think they do either, which is interesting because yeah. I think there's a few ways that you could read it really problematic. Like if you're saying to look that, um, 
is it Danny is Anthony Mackie's character, right? Yeah. yeah. Like if we're just saying that like he's kind of um he is more drawn to Carl or more drawn to like a male relationship, which is again, I don't think that's what they're saying. No, but I don't think it, they're but, saying that at but all. If it's something like that, it, you can kind of read the ending as like, well, he has to, you know, stay in his marriage and he has to do the right thing and he has to put on this facade, but then he's kind of like sneaking off and doing this seedy little thing that he's not supposed to talk about. And then like the counteract to that is like, well, I guess his wife has to go and have sex with random men at a bar. And it's like, I don't know. It's weird. You can kind of. Read I see. I didn't. I didn't read it that way at all. Right. I read it the the she kind of discovered it. She when she was at the bar and got chatted up by another mm. man said to Carl, how I'm sorry, Danny, how she really enjoyed that interaction and feeling like that nervous excitement and the fact that he was like attracted to her and all of that. And she never. I, I got the impression that she weren't. She didn't want to cheat on danny but she wanted to feel that just being chatted up mm. so because they were counting down to like the end of the month or was it the anniversary or whatever it was like she once basically, a month thing, I think. yeah she basically says to him right this night i'm gonna go to a bar and i'm gonna have you know i'm gonna go all dressed up and men are gonna come talk to me and i'm gonna get my fix of like something else that way i'm not gonna go off with them i'm just gonna go to the bar chat with them and get that feeling you're going to go into our vr world and get get what you need there and then we're going to come back to each other like regenerate uh, kind of re-energized and mm. kind of that's how their relationship works from now which obviously leads more questions in the future but it's kind of like what carl and danny had settled on or definitely what carl had settled on where mm. carl didn't want you know they didn't want to be together in the real world but and, and well, they, carl be, like, they, other they still was unsure like it was well, it wasn't, I, thought when I don't they think had, it was a firm no by the end of it. I, thought, I think it was I still a bit like unclear. When they had the when they met and kind yeah, in of real life. Yeah, I felt like that was the scene when they when they really showed that they they didn't want to be together, mm. and that was what was so conflicting because it was just this avatar world that they wanted to be together. But yeah, I think it can be read in many different ways. But that's how I took it, and that kind of Danny and his wife have agreed to kind of have this like release and and they've both deemed what they do as not cheating and yeah, like, like i totally get that of, and like i especially yeah. like it is black mirror this obviously this isn't like a, a normal situation you'd see and mm. i'm also not judging like if this if they're both happy then then that's fine but i wondered yeah. if that would solve all the problems because it seemed like they had more going on than just i just want to go have sex in this video game and you want to go chat to men once a mm. month and that kind of solves all of our marital problems that was just i don't know i felt like it was tidying it up a little bit too much of like let's just do this one thing a month um but overall like i say i still like the fact that it asks this many questions shows that it's a good episode um yeah i think that's the thing like out of all of them this is the one that i've like thought about the most 100 percent, not even close because yeah because of everything that's going on because it's just like we haven't even delved into like the vr world and yeah. like how interesting all that is and mm -hmm. kind of this you know like, like you touched upon it how like when when it's the actual fighting game which we don't get for long like what that's at that that's actually mad exciting and crazy mm. like concept and then yeah all of this other stuff um yeah no it, it was a great like episode yeah definitely for sure it was a good one to open with as well i think mm. um yeah but yeah i guess going into episode two smithereens um mm -hmm. a very interesting one um starring andrew mm -hmm. scott um yep who is fantastic. Um, so yep. I was very excited to see him in the Black Mirror world. Um, yeah, again, I was sold on this episode the second he popped up in the trailer. I was yeah. like, yep. They did a great job, I think, from that initial trailer where it was like there was at least one actor I was excited about in each of the three episodes, yeah. um, which was cool. 
Um, yeah, two out of three for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the third episode. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I guess this episode's really bizarre. Like, yeah, the use of technology is weird in it. Um, yeah, because the technology, this one, the technology is almost quite basic, really. I mean, and this it's could more happen. about a message no. about the technology, exactly. Because because Smithereens is basically a Facebook or a social media platform, you know, whichever one you want to label it, really. Um, which is, yeah, it, it, it doesn't really do anything as far as I can see that's extra for Black Mirror, does it? No. Um, it has their versions of everything. They have their version of Facebook, their version of Twitter, and their version of Uber at the start of it Yeah, as well. exactly. But none of them are any different to what we have now, really. No. They could have easily, like, paid to get the licenses if they wanted to, and then yeah. this could be set now, which I'm glad they didn't. Was, like, yeah, I think this was Charlie's yeah. way of trying to tell a story that could happen yeah, now, you know? exactly. And it was him just kind of showing a more grounded thing of the, the, the effects of social media. Um, but, yeah, like... Yeah, so basically the the story is kind of um, Andrew Scott's character, Chris, um, is kind of like Ubering at the Smithereens HQ. And it's, it's very clear that like whenever he gets someone in his car, he's like, do you work in that building? Do you work mm-hmm. in that building? And eventually he does. And, Which um, I really liked. I liked it. It was, it was yeah. very obvious that he wasn't just a normal Uber driver and he was very definitely at this place for Definitely. a reason. And I was immediately yeah. interested in wanting to know why. Well, we, we, and we kind of see him at like a... Um, help meeting like for people like a counseling meeting yeah like a survivor's lady yeah and kind of goes with her and then like um he's listened to like this audio book of like calming stuff Mm -hmm. before he's getting the cab rides and stuff cab fares and he's andrew scott so he's immediately unhinged yeah we know he's a psychopath (laughs) yeah so like um because he doesn't go full scott either really in this episode like it's you get a little bit don't you when he first you don't don't get full scott yeah Yeah. you never get full scott (laughs) but um yeah and and so then like yeah he eventually kidnaps uh jaden um and kind of uh, immediately he messes up and the police get on him gonna get on his tail basically and he ends up abandoning his car like in the middle of this field and he's kind of pretty much from that point on very early on the episode surrounded by police and it's now a straight up hostage situation where he is bartering Jaden to say that he wants to speak to um is it Billy Bauer yeah Billy yeah Billy Bauer it's Um, it's ingrained in my mind forever because they say it 400 times in this episode he's like give me Billy Bauer Um, give me Billy Bauer constantly yeah he's basically the the founder of Smithereens and he wants to speak to Billy Bauer and then he'll let Jaden go Mm. and that's that's basically the episode in a nutshell like obviously more gets unpacked but you know that's at that point it is the hostage negotiation we get introduced to the smithereens kind of hq in some place in america maybe la or somewhere who knows, God knows. um and then um there's about four thousand different locations being tied together at one point through like one phone call <laughs> yeah like there's yeah, a lot of cutting of, back and this person's talking to this person we're, we're secretly listening to this do you want to secretly listen to our secretly listening conversation and i was i was like what is going on this is yeah so it does muddled. go a little bit convoluted there where like yeah kind of they're all playing Big Brother with their tech. And yeah. And kind of Smithereen people hack into his phone. And then Billy Bauer, like, is like, I'm in charge of Smithereens. I'm going to hack you guys. So then you've got Smithereen giving, like, updates the to the FBI. <laughs> yeah, who then give the F- the, the updates to the kind of UK police. And yeah. kind of, yeah, it does, you know, um, it's kind of one of those things. But when this episode ended, I was like, again, I was, I was actively engaged throughout the entire thing. Obviously, having such a great cast in Andrew Scott. Like he he is captivating, and you're always going to be kind of 
drawn into kind of what the hell he's going to do next. But when this episode ended, I was like, I didn't, it didn't give me quite what I wanted. Like mm. I wanted, a, I wanted a bit more. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, it was actually quite by the numbers and I can understand the message they're trying to give. And this one felt like kind of very much like a twilight zone episode where they were kind of like had this message and gave that message and executed it really well, which is mm. what twilight zone didn't do the remake. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like a modern day twilight zone, but it was kind of like looking at the first episode, normally black mirror kind of elevates it a little bit more, but um, I still really enjoyed it. Like, um, but it, it did, it did go a little bit long as well. Like in, in the kind of, you know, cause fundamentally for, for a long part of this movie, we are in a hostage situation and mm-hmm. kind of that with limited amount of characters, um, can, can go on a little bit, but, uh, yeah, still, still a real good one. I think. Yeah. I, I thought this episode was okay. Um, it didn't like do anything special for me. Uh, I liked the initial setup. Um, I liked Adam, uh, Andrew Scott and kind of his, uh, initial hostage situation. Um, I didn't like when we saw him with this woman and I feel like the payoff for that sucked completely. I really thought yeah, that, it was one, that have... one made, that made no sense. It's weird because it like when we talk about these, I, I, in my mind, I'm basically comparing them to twilight zone. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, it's really nice. Like all these other shows would be really great grateful of that <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and i'm like yeah it's just kind of smashing it <laughs> yeah like i'm already comparing <laughs> it to watch... previous black mirror <laughs> yeah i think that's the thing like when you compare these to like especially this one like to pre previous black mirrors like where would this rank in my black mirror list it would definitely be kind of bottom third yeah for sure um, well, I, I have a ranking <laughs> but i'm sure you do but um that still ranks higher than most tv shows like this episode is still better than most tv shows that we watch oh yeah for sure like that is the standard (laughs) i think i think that's the thing that like we need to be talking about here that like this show as a show in comparison to anything else like we watched 10 episodes of twilight zone and none of them came close to an episode like this no no absolutely like that is a good point for sure like this this is to me a middling episode you know it's good and i enjoyed it Mm. but yeah it's better than anything we got in those 10 episodes but yeah uh, yeah, like the yeah, and I think I think I just want to be clear on where we're kind of ranking it in our yeah, minds. Because, definitely. Yeah, if you're ranking it for Black Mirror, then then yeah, that's a tough that is a tough crowd. But the, when it got going, you know, after the like once he's in the field and he's got mm. the guy he's looking for, and we know that his motivation is to speak to Billy Bauer. I think it took yeah. way too long to yeah. actually get to the conversation with Billy Bauer, and I thought that they were building to that massively. I thought it was going to be I a thought huge it was reveal, be a super clever reveal. Yeah, and it kind of wasn't. I thought it was going to be a case of like, listen, what you don't realize is like there isn't a big CEO of a corporate corporation like this. Like it is made by millions of people with millions yeah, of different. Companies. i'm just a face and I, yeah i thought it would be like an ai you know like we have a fake yeah. main like because it's so funny how we have facebook with mark zuckerberg and we have twitter with jack dorsey and like all of these big companies you have thought this they one... were gonna iron man to it i've can't remember what the reveal of that is <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a great reference that i don't understand <laughs> there's like a terrorist and he's not a terrorist he's a paid actor Right, the okay. Real terrorist is I, I just didn't even think it would be a person that would speak to him. I just thought it'd be a case of like, look, we just have this fake name as like, you know, to try and make it seem like we're one of the people. We're the company mm. that's made by Billy Bauer. Yeah, and it's like Billy Bauer is a like the most the most made up name I've ever heard in my yeah, life. Like he's your he's your buddy, Billy. Um so so when it actually got to oh no, it is a guy. And then it was like it was Topher Grace. Who, who, um, 
I, I like Topher Grace and I didn't like him in this at all. I didn't think this role suited his acting ability. Um, it was this weird kind of like, he's like this new age hippie, um, but it's not a piss take. Like it would be in like a, when GTA takes down like tech. Yeah, companies. no, it's kind of weird. He's like supposed to be really nice and genuine. Like he actually listens to Chris's problems. He tries his absolute hardest to actually help him. And I think that was a weird message for Black Mirror to be like, Hey, guess what? You know, these awful corporate, you know, um, corporations, they actually have an amazingly nice dude at the top and i was like huh that's not really the impression i get from these companies um so i thought that was a weird message and in the ending obviously there's kind of like this this struggle for a gun and then there's like a sniper involved and we hear a gunshot mm-hmm. um and when it's unclear what happened whether you know who whether one of them got shot or they both did and then it's like a case of you see all these people who have been following it on twitter and social media um and they kind of look at it and go huh that was the conclusion and then they just go on with their lives like it just doesn't care at all and it's obviously yeah. showing that like yeah this massive important struggle of life and death is just this inconsequential thing we see on a daily basis multiple times mm-hmm. and that's a cool message you know i like it. I, I really enjoyed that end message message and and that's where i got into like shit that's what we wanted black mirror to do like imagine yeah. like i say if this was if this was episode one of the reimagined black mirror we'd have been shit in our pants well what i found interesting <laughs> was because the same message is there in the first episode of black mirror um which it actually does work better here because they're trying to do the same thing in that they're saying there's this mental situation a member of the royal family has been kidnapped the prime minister fucks a pig and at the end of it everyone just moves on with their lives and that actually mm. wouldn't happen like if no. that actually happened in real life it would be the biggest news story for years um so i actually like it that it is just like yeah a shootout in a field is this in insane yeah, like situation someone, for someone the people died. involved yeah, yeah exactly people real people die but you do hear about that 10 times a day and you do move on from yeah it. so that is clever like i do like that as a as a message at the ending um, yeah and i really enjoy because it really makes you think like that's the thing these these this show makes you think because like when that ended i was like yeah sometimes i see headlines of things i'm like oh that's not that major and i'm like yeah. you know that that's still like for the people involved was horrific you know yeah. and, and you know that that really is the world we live in now. That we look at like the scale and and don't actually look at the people involved. Mm. And so this is just kind of like a really stripped back looking at the people involved. Like you know these two people got shot at and one or two of them maybe died. And the mm. fact that we don't even know just shows that like that's what would happen. Yeah, like, it doesn't we matter. Does about it? This it doesn't matter if the hostage time, or the shooter. Like, oh, I remember that shootout in a field in England. They're like, oh yeah, did he die? Like, yeah. no the hostage died no i think they both died <laughs> yeah and then like you google it and like oh they both lived and then you just move on with your life <laughs> yeah. that, that's what this is yeah and like that's that's super clever and super black mirror yeah um again what's again as we talk about it the show's so fascinating because i watch these episodes and i think they're middling and okay but the fact that they give you so many talking points mm. and the fact that talking about it i think elevates it which is crazy because yeah we sometimes we get here and we we we're headbutting a brick wall trying to find interesting things to talk about whereas yeah. black mirror is an abundance of amazing ideas even when it's not as good as it has been um yeah which is cool. Um, but yeah, going into the third and final episode now, um, which is crazy. Rachel, it's... Jack and Ashley too. Yeah. This, Oh God, this episode. Uh, um, do you want to try and give us a synopsis of this one? <laughs> no, I want to hear, I, I feel like I want to hear you take the lead on this one. Cause I feel oh. like it could be interesting. <laughs> I'm already struggling. Like it's, uh, there's this pop star called Ashley O and she's going through some shit <laughs> and like she has this doll called Ashley too. Oh, and also there's these two girls. You want me to synopsize it? <laughs> like it's just, 
I mean, we can get to our thoughts on it, but I thought this episode was dog shit, honestly. I, I think it's the worst one they've ever done. Um, I really, really dislike this episode. This, um, yeah, I mean, I guess to, to, to try and synopsize it, yeah, you've got you've got Ashley O, and obviously she is kind of, she is Miley Cyrus uh, in, in more ways than one. You know, she is kind of like this, uh, kind of uh, like young Miley Cyrus, this kind of teen heartthrob, kind of yeah. all the girls love her and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, we're introduced to then kind of Jack and Rachel, uh, Rachel's kind of like obsessed with Ashley O and Jack is more of like grungy and, you know, like that's not cool and all of this stuff. And they kind of, they, they share a room and there's kind of like the, the room is like one of these really funny, like 50, 50 rooms where it's cut down the middle and there's kind of like half is all pink and Ashley O and the mm. other side is like Metallica posters. It's like, okay. I know. It's so on the fucking um, nose, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, it's very on Black Mirror that, and yeah. then um, it's all episode. I yeah, think kind of Ashley O. Then you know, in I, I, I thought the Ashley O. stuff was somewhat interesting, trying to like you know salvage some things from it. That kind of like this kind of she isn't the person that she wants to be, and kind of that her aunt is kind of forcing her to be this 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 type of artist because this type of artist makes crazy money. And and then kind of the doll coming out, and again that's something that she didn't want, and um, kind of as soon as the the aunt kind of scales up the evil, mm. uh, because then basically the aunt uh, basically puts Ashley O into a coma. Uh, so she can, and this is where it gets real crazy. And even for Black Mirror, I didn't I didn't buy. The, the 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 concept and the 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 out there tech and kind of world that they created which is one of the first times that's ever happened with black mirror hmm. where they were like oh okay she's asleep she's in a coma but she's still dreaming and we're extracting music that way and yeah. then they and then they're kind of like they're like play it and she's like it's all like angry and like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna, like kill you and then she's like maybe slow it down and then put a put a pop beat on it and she's like I'm all roses and like just I'm like no that's not that's yeah. not how it went like that's and suddenly that's they got music a pop works. song yeah and I'm like that's not how, yeah they're like just slow it down and then like <laughs> put put a voiceover and I was just like no and then kind of we then get into Ashley two the robot and kind of she sees like the the footage on TV of the real Ashley O in a coma and then somehow like short circuits and mm. then the kids do like this amazing thing where they plug it into their dad's pest control oh computer system and somehow unlock the matrix and figure out that all of these Ashley two robots have Ashley's subconscious in them, her full subconscious, but then they restrict it to like 5% to then give you the robot. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I'm like, you know what's funny? Yeah. I didn't have a problem with that because I really? assumed, oh, it's cookie technology. Like they've done, <laughs> they've done, they've stolen a version of the real life Ashley and put it in this doll and then put the limiter on it. So you only get the 5%, but then like yeah. she is a real version of that, you know, in the doll. That's kind of what I Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I just kind of thought like it was just so, it, it just didn't really feel like a special Black Mirror thing. No, it was preposterous. I think that's the thing. And, and yeah, and then kind of, yeah, so then you kind of have like a child's play thing going on almost where like mm. the Ashley 2 robot is kind of like 
swearing and being trying to be like a bit of a badass but as like a sucky robot so then the the other girls kind of then start to do like this weird buddy cop thing mm. where they break into the ashley Toon mansion and uh jack is pretending to be an exterminator and they kind of get to the real ashley too and it just gets it gets so muddled and yeah i already you know going into this i wasn't a fan of seeing miley cyrus in in black mirror um when i when i saw the trailer i thought well hopefully her character won't be in it that much and it'll be more about the robot and the ai or something but then you know it's all about her Mm. um which to to be fair like she she wasn't you know i can't really judge her because it just kind of sucked anyway and like Mm. her character sucked and and it did yeah this is definitely one of my least favorite black mirrors as a whole like uh, of the whole thing i was i was excited for miley i do like her and it was you know there's so many things about this episode that i hate but to start off with her character and her performance like it most of it is just the fake ashley o that we see whether it's singing or dancing Mm. on the tv and that is just like we get it it's like this brain dead version of a pop star who's like it looks like she's almost under a trance just to say this complete bullshit and um it was like yeah i saw it once i got it i didn't need to see it like for the rest of the episode for the next hour like Mm. i got it um so i was already getting sick of that and then the actual ashley doll itself when it becomes self-aware annoyed the hell out of me like mm. because we didn't get a sense that that was her real personality they're trying to make it seem like listen you know you're getting this fake image but she's this crazy girl she swears she talks about a period she don't care she doesn't yeah. give a f and it was like no we haven't seen if that. she if she'd talked like that to her aunt a bit more yeah and stuff but like she we only we only got the one glimpse of that at i was the gonna say table. we get one good scene i think which is um it's the best acting in the whole episode and it's when yeah she wakes up and she's playing the piano and she's playing that new song that she's wrote mm. which actually has like emotion to it and i was like oh that's really cool and then she's like really down and then obviously then we have the scene where the aunt turns on her and then immediately after that that's it that's the only bit of good miley we get to see in the whole episode because that was actually her playing a, a real life role and i i thought that could be interesting as like this overpower and someone who is a actual you know parent figure but mm. is just using you for financial gain <clears throat> it's just not it's not utilized in any way well no because then she just becomes a bond villain yeah and so like yeah getting into the finale we'll get to that but then and then our two leads the girls i thought were atrocious because they're just they're most caricatures of characters we've ever seen the lead girl who has the doll has no sort of story arc whatsoever like what is her story arc she gets a doll she likes it and then she somehow saves her pop star and has no resolution like she's still all of her problems she has at the start of this episode she still has like all of that stuff and then the the other sister was driving me insane because yeah she is the most stereotypical moody teenager possible they're both the most stereotypical thing in in the two ends of the scale and neither of them have any sort of resolution or reason for it no it was atrocious and then the father was was so bad like the whole the whole like i'm gonna he's trying to program this like new rap machine and i was like how are they gonna make this part of the episode and then it's used in like such a stupid way where she chucks this like fake shocker rat to take down a security guard at miley's mansion his computer his little thing I know yeah. it was just it, like that whole subplot was. That's what I mean. It was just it was just on Black Mirror where yeah. it it felt you know like they were like right we need a way for the kids to be able to unlock the Ashley too. Mm. So therefore, the dad has to do something that's kind of like techie and kind of like AI ish. But if he works for like the company, that's too on the nose. So we'll go for like this weird thing, and it just kind of like it. it it was kind of like fitting, you know, just kind of shoehorning this thing in when 
normally everything links so well mm. you know kind of um when we talk about kind of striking vipers and kind of like how they built this like incredible like ai kind of world uh that, that they don't really super explore because then it goes into people's emotions and sexuality and all of that whereas like this just kind of like was just it's real simple ai stuff you know if child's play doesn't have better ai you know kind of messaging than this i would i'd be surprised <laughs> yeah well i mean this had nothing and then when you get to the yeah. finale like when they drive into this place and they're doing this whole reveal like well we just need to sap enough songs out of her brain and then we can get rid of the body because we've got this new thing this new ashley o that we're going to promote and immediately i yeah. was like well, it's going to be a hologram i was like charlie brooker has seen these recent holograms that we've yeah. seen at like coachella and that and i, and I immediately knew that that was going to be the reveal and so when it was that's I was not like, even okay. the thing is that holograms at like pop concerts have been around for ages the I know, it's, it's this, kind of, like, yeah we've seen it recently a few times um but but the yeah, fact but that I mean, it's this then... has been around like when we're talking about black mirror and future tech like, this sort of holograms at a rock concert has been around for goddamn but their, their version of a hologram is terrible because a hologram yeah. should be a computer animated thing. That's not what this is. It's essentially someone in a, a costume mm. who's then basically like an avatar that is copying what they're doing. So yeah. now you have to have someone who can mimic exactly how Ashley O dances. And they have which, a subconscious. Yeah. So like that doesn't help because the only reason why they do that is because they want to have the wacky reveal of when they come in with the car, they knock that person over. So then you see the weird Ashley like hologram go weird. And it's like, no, like, again, that's poor writing because it's yeah. like you want this moment of this hologram going funky. So how do we get to that? I know someone with a headset on gets knocked over. And then when we get the aunt bit at the end when she's like oh shit and she i think she looks like direct at the camera yeah i was like what is going on and then it cuts to like time afterwards and we hear this rock music <laughs> playing and i said out loud if the sister is in miley's band i'm gonna lose my shit and i yep i lost my shit um, i wanted both sisters to be in the band yeah it was just oh this was I such wanted, a poor... I wanted the good girl to turn into the moody teen as well. That's, yeah, you know. the fact that this is how this ended was like, here's the end of this new season. But I was so low after this episode. I was so disappointed. Like, it is my least favorite episode they've ever done. Um, and yeah, it's a shame because you only get free as well. So the fact that I like hate one of them is such yeah. a shame. And you were, um, you were probably a bit more middling on the other two as well. So yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, definitely... going to, like, overall, what did you think mm. about this as a season? Obviously, it's only three episodes, but what did you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's hard to really judge, but, like, I definitely, yeah, you know, two really good ones. I feel like, I feel like for me, there was one, one great, one good, and one terrible, yeah. you know, where I was at. Um, and, and yeah, it did, I was like, and, one and good, the, the one problem, okay, and one atrocious. <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem, that we kind of, we got the great to start with. It only scaled down, and, mm. you know, with a TV show, you want to scale up yeah um so like yeah after striking vipers like i was buzzed for this season because i was like where are they gonna go from here and then kind of like with the second one i was like okay it was it was kind of like an interesting misstep and then and then yeah the third one just just completely shot the bed <laughs> and yeah. So, yeah it's a weird one like um i still love black mirror and mm. like can't wait to see more of it but kind of like it it's hard to really like i haven't sat back and really looked at the seasons in great detail and, and look at ranking them but kind of mm. um i think i think like season season three always sits in my mind 
Yeah. It's like, just, just fucking loved that season. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, I think four of the episodes are like easily in the top eight. Like, yeah. like they're, they're all so, they're so good. Like, yeah. A lot about kind of four was the fact that they had these six episodes so quick mm. and some of them were fantastic and some of them had fantastic ideas that weren't fully explored. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it was Archangel was one where mm. I was like super into that as an idea, and then their actual kind of payoff of that concept wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, and so kind of you got ones like that. Whereas in this season, you know, you take you know, Striking Vipers was fantastic and really well executed, I thought. And then kind of Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too have no like I don't. There's no way to salvage that into a better episode. No, and that's almost kind of the same with smithereens like i feel like they did probably the best they could with that episode because there's not this kind of like crazy tech and there's not there's not anything i think they could have done different there to make it better it just wasn't like a super strong concept on paper yeah you know whereas like i say when we looked at some of these ones of four that wasn't the case yeah um, i agree with you i don't think this feels rushed like it yeah, feels like yeah. they did have the time and it was just his was the free ideas and we just yeah. happened to like two of them and really dislike one of them. Yeah, you um, know, like even stuff like uh you know, like crocodile and stuff mm. and oh the, the, the what was it, Hang the DJ, the dating yeah. one. Like all ones like that, like I really, really liked them, but thought they could have actually explored the concept even better and more. Yeah. And that was kind of like our, our kind of throwaway of season four was that they, we wanted them to spend more time on the episodes. Mm. Um Whereas, yeah, for this one, yeah, it felt like they spent the time and they spent the time on the wrong things. I would have yeah. much preferred, you know, Archangel and, Cro- and Hang the DJ to be in kind of this season fully explored with a bit more yeah. time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I think, on, oh, yeah, they're way better. Yeah. You know, you think Hang the DJ was kind of like less than an hour because most of them were, weren't they? They were kind of like 40, 50 minutes a lot yeah. of those episodes and kind of, you know, like rachel jack and ashley too was like an hour hour yeah. and ten yeah you know, smithereens was like an hour and ten as well yeah and it was like oh they've they've extended on the stuff that's less interesting which is a shame but yeah like overall like i enjoyed the series uh or the season um but yeah it, it, i am i do feel disappointed um and i don't want to say that lightly but yeah when you look at it, it's only obviously it is three episodes and the fact that i really think one of them is the worst and then mm. the other two i like but i don't think they're even in like the I'd say Strike and Vipers is like maybe top 15 now, like out of the 23. Like it's not, it's not cracking a top 10 because there's so many amazing episodes. Um, but like you say, it's yeah, still like it's top of that middle bit where it's like, yeah, I think this crocodile and even like smithereens and bandersnatch would go in that middle area of like these are yeah. really good episodes but they're not like they're not be right back they're not play test you know they're not san junipero like they're not those not of that quality um right. but it's surprising like it's weird man if you just said to me like start start of this year like guess what game of thrones and black mirror may disappoint you this year i'd yeah. have been like there is no way I'm that's right. gonna happen <laughs> and we don't even have ash versus evil dead to fall back on i know i know but we've got a we've got a couple of awesome tv shows it was our constant um it was it's a shame but yeah that was black mirror season five um yeah that was our discussion of that we will take a short break and we will be right back (laughs) 
So yeah, we do have a couple of uh, questions this week. Of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at shb shb pod is the right spelling. Um, That's the one. Yeah, always uh, ask us anything horror related, non horror related. Um, and yeah, this week we have a couple of Black Mirror questions to start us off. Um, yeah, yeah. First one's from Paul. I uh, hope you're well, Paul. Well, hopefully, we'll see you soon at Fright Fest. Um, he says, "Do you feel any of the episodes separated themselves enough from the previous series?" Um, yeah, I, I don't know about you, but for me, like, um, obviously, episode three is hard to judge because I just really didn't like it. Mm. Um, Strike and Vipers, which I do think is definitely the best one, is it, it did feel like the third entry of a trilogy with yeah. what started with San Junipero, what we then had with Hang the DJ, and what we now have with Strike and Vipers. They're obviously not the same, and I really no, like no. all three for different reasons, but there is that, you know, it's the main driving force is a personal relationship between two people. Yeah, I kind of feel like for me, um, Strike and Vipers, does just fall into that like upper part of like you know the the lower part of the best episode yeah <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah I know and you mean. kind of you know we we kind of got i guess maybe two in the last season um, oh at least two with black mirror and um, black museum and uss callister yeah, yeah. I, was gonna say, I think they're the two that kind of really fall into the top and then kind of hang the dj almost yeah um, i agree because then we had what crocodile and archangel yeah and metalhead which i wasn't a massive fan oh yeah of. metalhead was my least favorite going into this season yeah yeah and so kind of um definitely vipers does st- stick out yeah. um but do you think it kind the other of ones. like uh is what was the question do you think any of the episodes separated themselves enough so not just on quality but i guess what i assume he means is like in terms of style and in terms of what the questions mm-hmm. it asks as as a viewer yeah. well i think that i think it just does like you talk yeah. about our discussion on it you know it, it explored so many different things i think strike and viper definitely does that it made me and i think like you said about it as well it made me think about kind of you know when when they were in the vr world and then they came out of it and they were like what is my sexuality now and yeah. kind of like actually thinking about that a bit more kind mm. of like as someone that doesn't have that as an issue kind of i can't put myself in someone's shoes but they kind of did a really good job of like making me go along that journey and yeah. realize that you could have these emotions um so i really think that that did kind of elevate itself into that real black mirror territory of not necessarily even the quality of the episode but the quality of the conversation around the episode oh yeah as far as that it's definitely one of the best i would say um because yeah yeah, even even saying i think in style and you know it is a trilogy of episodes but yeah those other two don't that's not what they're about you know it is about a personal connection between two people whereas yeah and it's just kind of like you know it's just questions you know it is you know it's just it's just this concept of love where this really does explore sexuality like i say and it really does twilight zone things i think quite a lot yeah um yeah with the other two i think smithereens kind of it's its own thing but it definitely reminds me of shut up and dance like this one person who's like under pressure in this situation um obviously different different types of episodes i think shut up and dance is a lot better as well um but yeah i think other than that it's kind of you know that's probably the one it's most similar to and then yeah i can't yeah. i can't really judge the third one like i say it's got elements of other episodes but i just i think it's so bad i don't even want it to be like yeah. another black mirror episode yeah um definitely. but yeah thanks for that one and then we do have another one about uh black mirror from kyle who says uh, i would like to know just exactly how many times you guys have danced to around to ashley o's hit song on a roll <laughs> constantly just at work just at work on repeat gives me me through the eight hour day i have to say i did i did like the song like that was not my reasoning for hating when the the song first kicks the first few beats and you hear those first few beats like for the 10th time i was still kind of like bopping away to them in the episode and then i saw that obviously the song got like released on spotify yeah 
everything and i was like jesus christ but that was the uh, thing I, I really liked about it yeah, was not like, too much <laughs> i was like um it, uh, that was the one thing i thought charlie nailed was that he actually made a song that sounded like a real pop song that would be made yeah. you know just to drive you to you know listen to it over and over again like i yeah. was like oh that feels like it nails the character and the message of yeah, what he's going for it in was that the moment. most ashley o thing that they exactly did. yeah it was like i can totally picture that being this pop you know really generic pop song or whatever but um yeah yeah uh thanks for that one um and yeah we did have uh ones from cody um he also asked what were your thoughts on the longly anticipated doctor sleep trailer um hopefully you enjoyed that at the start of the episode that feels like a long time ago right now lots of Um, thoughts yeah uh but he also says uh which future conjuring main series films and spin-offs are you most and least excited for and why thanks i'm excited for any conjuring numbered movie kind of anything other than that zero excitement right <laughs> yeah like i was excited for conjuring free and i still am somewhat because obviously i love to yeah like they're the ones any numbered conjuring movie i would drag myself to watch like yeah. anything at this point that's not a numbered conjuring movie i will try to do anything else for the show that week <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair i mean look we're obviously not fans of these ones like we try and like we have liked them you know like you say we love oh, we loved conjuring, conjuring too like it was in what our top five yeah i think yeah definitely and um yeah we like the first two like i think there's there's a couple of moments in a couple of the films like, i think yeah. what was it that Santa, second Annabelle movie i thought was f- pretty good until the final act um mm. but yeah it's just been the last like the, and even the nun we thought was okay it was just that last one was yeah. really sour <laughs> like that was by far yeah. ali's favorite yeah um, it's just I'm kind of one of those things it's a, subgenre, <laughs> it's a subgenre of movies that we're not interested in and then i feel like they're squeezing way too much out of it as well yeah. like you know i'm the guy that will look out for any home invasion post-apocalyptic movie and enjoy the bad ones because i love it so much but i'm happy to have that kind of but when we're actually getting to like the squeezed out lesser lesser versions of a genre subgenre that i'm not super into yeah i I can't say i'm buzzed about any of them yeah for sure um but yeah thanks for that one kyle um they're good at making trailers though yeah they are yeah (laughs) they are very much um but yeah thanks for that cody um yeah that's pretty much it this week i mean i don't know if you've watched anything else obviously we discussed at the start that i recently watched the shining again obviously after seeing yeah there was there was was one movie that i saw that i wanted to kind of touch upon uh continuing on my phantasm road (laughs) i watched phantasm 4 oh god this movie is goddamn insane <laughs> i love Frank. this is such a great place to start a conversation i'm going to talk about phantasm 4 well i've talked about every other one so far i know and i remember none of those conversations yeah. <laughs> what about if i told you that this this movie is Bruce approximately 20 percent footage that was filmed for phantasm one what just reusing it yeah that wasn't in the movie oh okay. basically so not, yeah so basically the first no again no, basically they filmed like three hours footage for the first movie Christ. and kind of all these different subplots and different things that happened that they kind of cut. Um, so the, so Phantasm 4 is basically them kind of we, weeding that back into the lore and um, kind of um, one of the things that is kind of like crazy about this series is that pretty much all of the cast are in like all of the movies. So you kind of, I was just checking the dates, like Phantasm 1 came out in 1979, Phantasm 4 came out in 1998. So you've got these characters like 20 years on acting and kind of then you've got this spliced in footage from 20 years ago. Like one of the, one of the 
characters. He was a little boy, like, in the first movie, and now he's, like, a grown-ass man in Phantasm Four. Mm. So I was like, wait, have they got a different kid actor? And I was like, no, that's him. And, like, I had to pause the movie and, like, Google it. And I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, how? where's this footage coming from? So is there, like, a time um, jump or something in the film? Well, no, because the movie is... Well, basically, there's, like, a series of flashbacks. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, to, like, things that happened with the tall man and Reggie and Mike that kind of... Uh, like, the movie itself is a bit of a train wreck. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it. Like, I've kind of enjoyed all the other Phantasm movies. This one is only interesting because of this crazy footage, like, in that story. The actual movie itself kind of... Three ends, every one of these movies ends on a cliffhanger, which is hilarious because then there's kind of like this massive gap between each one. And like mm. they've all been in production hell, um, especially like four and five. But this movie ended on like a cliffhanger in like 1998. And then what, Phantasm Ravager came out like two or three years ago. Right. Um, it's, it's insane. But nothing almost happens between three and four. Like I, this one is just almost like, because basically he got, like Phantasm One was on a low budget. Two and three, he got like a few million for, and then this one was back to a shoestring budget. Right. So it was almost like he was really just scrambling to get a movie out there. And it does show it has a couple of cool effects, but it, it definitely lost its charm. I felt like the first three were really charming and kind of. I was into the wacky story, and you got some really cool effects going on as well. Whereas this one, you got like maybe one or two effects and there was a lot of kind of as soon as you just realized what that footage was the story that it was actually telling was a bit incoherent and didn't really make a lot of sense even for phantasm right which is saying something so was, um, this, was this the last one on the box set no this is the fourth one so ravenger is the fifth one. Oh, so there's all of them <clears> there, is it? yeah all of them are on there so, right yeah, are you so, excited uh, to check out the last one yeah i am because it's just such a crazy thing that like this movie came out in 2016 so kind of there's an 18-year gap <laughs> between mm. four and five. Was it the same director for all of them? Yeah, so the same director. You've got the, the you've got Tall Man and you've got um, two other characters. You've got basically the two the two guys that Tall Man are after have been in all five, right. with the exception of Phantasm 2, that one of them got recast, but then cast back in for the others. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so brilliant. the little boy in Phantasm 1 got recast in Phantasm 2. And then he came back for three, four, and five. <laughs> Other than that, same director, Reggie Bannister, who's kind of the, the, the main guy against Tallman, and then Tallman throughout them all. So yeah, it's just mad that like, you know, this this franchise started in the late seventies and it's had the same cast right through to 2016. Yeah, that's really cool. Like you really um, don't see that, or especially with a director no. who's been attached to it that whole time. Yeah, exactly. So it's weird because I think five is the only one that's not directed by um Don Corscali or whatever his name is. Right. I think he, he still wrote it. Okay, right. Um but he didn't um I think he like co-wrote it with the guy that then directed it. Right. Um, but he did direct all of the others. Hmm. It's so, interesting. Yeah. I look forward to hearing your thoughts on five then the conclusion of the saga. Yeah. It's with, been like, a journey that, with what I assume is probably another cliffhanger. that <laughs> will never be answered. <laughs> they can't at this point. Like they must've known, like they can't, they can't keep playing with fire. We shall see. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that sounds cool. Um, yeah, obviously our upcoming schedule we talked about a few weeks ago is very exciting. We have multiple big releases now for pretty much the whole rest of this month. Um, Hell yes. Child's Play, Brightburn, Annabelle. Um, going into July, obviously we said we want to talk about Nosferatu. We have Stranger Things. Um, oh, uh, yeah. mid, Midsummer as well. I always keep forgetting. Mm. I'm so excited. It's like right at the start of July because it got moved forward. Um, 
so that's going to pretty much give us all of july august fright fest all all good stuff like this is proper like a really exciting time at the minute um, yeah and yeah i can't wait to dive into it but yeah that was episode 147 where we talked about black mirror season five uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone Look at me now